2: You're listening to Talk of Champions, an Ole Miss Spirit podcast
1: with Ben Garrett.
2: Welcome in to Talk of Champions. I'm Ben Garrett at Secure on Twitter, and we're bringing it back. Talk of Champions recruiting. Zach Barry, what's your Twitter handle? forget, I'm sorry. I don't memorize Twitter handles. Zach underscore Barry. At Zach underscore Barry on Twitter, I'm at Spirit Ben, and we both write for the Old Miss Spirit, omspirit.com, an affiliate of on3.com, and we felt this was the perfect week for this, to get back together, to talk some Ole Miss recruiting, middle of the week, got Kentucky coming up this weekend, and Ole Miss is hosting a huge collection of visitors, shaping up to be a massive weekend. And Ole Miss recruiting. They had some visitors over the weekend for Tulsa, but Kentucky is going to be a lot different. Hey, buddy, what's up?
3: Man, just uh, not to brag, went on a run this morning, closing out training for the marathon, so the endorphins are flowing, so I'm ready to uh, chat about recruiting. I mean, what better time than September 28th at 1048 local time to uh, chat recruiting with
2: my buddy Ben that comment was dripping with sarcasm sir and i don't appreciate it okay i thought it'd be a oh, good no. day to talk some it, recruiting it, it,
3: that was 100% genuine like i said
2: oh my god just god. coming
3: off the the runners high and we're 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 excited i mean look it's sec play i mean this is you know the quote second season starts and same with recruiting they're going to start bringing in more and more targets in the 23 class 24 class you're going to see Who they bring in, it's going to be very specific, very targeted with who they are welcoming into Oxford for games. Um, I think Malachi Coleman, I posted it on the, on the board the other day. He, the four-star athlete from Nebraska, he was initially going to come in this weekend. They're going to wait and they're going to, he's going to come for another game later in the year. So I think that, you know, could be a potential strategy there. Maybe they want to see how the rest of his recruitment shakes out in the next couple months before they bring him in. But I mean, there's going to be a lot of things that make sense. And uh, if they don't make sense, we're here to uh, to make it make sense.
2: That's a good way to put it. And we're going to try not to be overly verbose here because both Zach and I can get a little talky. I'm talking about me. I'll, I'll be honest. Zach's much better than me. I'm just clumping you in. You're guilty by association. Because I feel like a lot of people tune in for recruiting shows just wanting to know, all right, Ben, Zach, what the hell is going on? So if somebody just said to you, grabbed you by the face, and went Zach. What do I need to know on this Wednesday, September 28, 2022, at this minute, about where things stand for Ole Miss's big visit weekend for Kentucky this weekend? What's the answer? Well, you've
3: got three official visitors coming in. Um, That's the high point. I think uh, it's very obvious when an official visitor is welcomed into town. That is important. Everything's on the house, flight, hotel. They get the red carpet. Who are the visitors? all of that stuff? Um, we've got DJ Chester, an interior offensive lineman from Georgia.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
3: he will be in town. He is an on three consensus uh, four star, I believe. Yes, uh, one hundred and sixty two overall prospect. He will be in town this weekend. Um, Jamel Johnson, he's one that uh, is interesting. I think he is certainly a name to know moving forward. Um, he is committed to Texas and um, is close buddies with uh, another Ole Miss target, Braxton Myers. They play on the same seven-on-seven team, and they're uh, obviously both from Texas. They're friends. Um, Ole Miss is still pursuing Braxton Myers, who decommitted from Southern Cal, Everything is pointing in Ole Miss's direction right now. Jamel Johnson will be in town for an official visit. Um, he's been planning this visit for a while. He talked with Scott Schrader of We Are SC earlier this year, and he was even then um, saying that he wanted to visit Ole Miss. He wanted to get it on the books. Um, Sam Carter done a phenomenal job recruiting him and Myers. Um, so they finally are getting him on campus. And then the last one, Neo Avery, the uh, Ole Miss commit from Glen Burnie, maryland um he will be in town for uh you know just to get back to the staff see a game um he has visited several times before but obviously in the spring in the summer hasn't been in town for a game so um he's going to get to see randall joiner his future position coach in action and um get a chance to see a uh, top 15 sec matchup
2: this could be a convoluted question and if it is just say ben what the hell are you talking about that doesn't make any sense those are the three official visitors but the biggest visitor arguably coming in is Dante Dowdle and it feels like a door that was barely cracked open is being kind of pushed open a little bit more I feel like he's the one we're going to be following the most this weekend if I'm wrong tell me I'm fooling
3: yeah yeah he's a big one um I know that he is coming um with, I believe, at least one teammate, Jemonte Waller, 24 prospect, that is uh, flying under the radar right now. But I tell you, I've I've talked to several people inside the state of Mississippi. They don't think he's going to be under the radar very long. Uh, Really, really talented player. Um, He will be in town with Dowdle. Um, They do play on Friday night, so they will – if I had to guess, they will be driving up early Saturday morning. Um, I haven't – quite narrowed down when they're arriving not that it matters but I would imagine they will just drive up early Saturday but uh yeah him and Jamonte Waller Ole Miss has offered Waller but yeah the big one you know I I think Dante Dowdle is is keeping things pretty close to the vest I very unassuming kid very quiet um he's not going to do a you know a ton of interviews I think mostly he wants to focus on his senior season he the last time I spoke with him he was very, very upfront about that, and he, you know, he said it was not fair to his teammates to to focus on recruiting. He wants to try to win a state championship, so I think that that's his main focus. But it's it's not very hard to see what's happening right now. I think Ole Miss has continued to recruit him. They obviously view him as one of the best running backs in the country, and uh, Kelvin Bolden, Derek Nix, Marquel Blackwell, Lane Kiffin, um, they have never stopped recruiting him and they're going to recruit him until signing day. Um, still committed to Oregon, um, but I do think that he is um, still at least got one ear open and is listening to Ole Miss, so he will be in town this weekend. I, ben, you know as well as I do, Ole Miss is running the football as good as anyone right now in the country. That's going to be on full display right in front of him, so he'll be able to see that. Um, it's funny, I I keep seeing national riders do the – score from far and Lane Kiffin throwing it all over the the building. And, you know, no, like this is a very balanced attack. That is a very heavy physical run game. Um, I think they are going to let Jackson Dart throw it a little more, but it's just kind of silly to me at this point that they've got Zach Evans and Quinchon Judkins who are both on pace to run for over a thousand yards and they're still doing the whole, you know, sling it all over the place. But I love um, it. I love but, it. But yeah, I mean, Dowdle is the headliner, even though he's not an official visitor. Um, he will be in town. I'll have a full list out, um, hopefully, either today or tomorrow, um, of all the unofficial visitors. I expect it to be a large group. Um, Started to get them trickling in, Um, talking about it yesterday on the board, just kind of guys that are either tweeting it or letting me know they're going to be in town. Um, George McIntyre, the guy that I saw last week, um, as part of the Sideline View series, you can see that at omspirit.com. Part of on three, the 2025 prospect. He went head-to-head with uh, 23 Ole Miss commit Marcel Reed last week. He will be in town. Um, That is a – it's 2025, so it's a little bit down the road, but um, that's a top 100 prospect. Tennessee, Michigan, Pitt have already offered him. Uh, Got to see him in person. He's the real deal. Um, (laughs) I think if if Ole Miss coaches could could have their way, I think they would both put – or or I I should say they would put – him and Marcel Reed on the same eating plan. Um, both, both a little, both a little uh, light in the pants, but um, the arm talent's there. He will be in town. Uh, Bryson Sanders, the old Miss commit. Um, he will be in town. He's bringing a teammate. this 24 offensive lineman. Um, so, yeah, once I get the full list, I'll have it on the site as soon as I can. It's going to be a
2: very, very long list. With Dante Dowdle, it was so hot earlier in the year because – He started with very little offers, very few. And then just a bum rush of colleges started extending him scholarships, Mm -hmm. and he became a top 100 guy, a four-star, all these things. And surprisingly to a lot of people, I mean, Oregon was always in there, but I don't think anyone expected when he made his commitment for it to be – well, I guess the closer you got to the commitment, we all kind of like, oh, it's Oregon. But I don't think that Mm -hmm. Oregon was – considered a prohibitive favorite for him so he shuts down his recruitment and honestly since that happened which was back when do we remember
3: uh it was may 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 13th
2: yeah and for a recruitment that was so hot and seemingly new developments every single day it shut down for months right Mm -hmm. until last week when we got word that dante dattle was coming in what changed
3: Again, I think it's more so of it's a good football game. The weather is going to seemingly be, be nice. I haven't checked the forecast. I believe it is set up to be a beautiful day for an 11 o'clock kick, all jokes aside. Um, I mean, I I think he truly values his relationship with Derek Nix and Lane Kiffin and Kelvin Bolden and the rest of the staff, Marquel Blackwell. I, you know as well as I do, you've you've covered recruiting – for a long time, it's hard for kids to say no to people that have been recruiting them for long periods of time. And he is committed to Oregon, but I do think—I mean, you know—we we saw the quotes, and like you said, everybody—you know—all signs pointed to Ole Miss landing him.
2: You know, he said that not all—not all signs. Because you and I talked privately, and we're like, well,
3: <laughs> oh. yeah, it was—it was, it was like it was like an hour and a half prior to the to the announcement where um, Justin Hopkins over at Scoop Duck, sent me a DM and was like, Hey, I think it's Oregon. And so I was like, well, well, all right. Um, But yeah, I mean, leading up to it, you know, the whole thing with, you know, his favorite player growing up is Derrick Henry. He, he idolizes Derrick Henry. He, he, he likes to, you know, pattern his game after Derrick Henry and Lane Kiffin coach Derrick Henry. And, you know, he wants to win the Heisman and, you know, all of that. And everything, you know, it, it lined up, you know, perfectly. And so I think there's a little bit of that in there, and, and I'm speaking for Dante here. This is just my opinion. This is not what he told me, but I do think that he he wants to see Ole Miss up close in person. Because I don't. I mean, teenagers are, are you know are teenagers. Saturdays they're probably really tired, really sore from a Friday night game, probably wanting to do anything but football, and they're probably you know playing video games or. Chasing girls or hanging out with friends. I mean, they're, they're, they're not sitting in front of the television for 12 hours like we do watching football. So <laughs> he may not have, he you may made not so
2: You made that sound so sad.
3: Oh, dude. Th- no, that, he's living life. You know, he's yeah. eating at
2: fancy places, dining at fancy <laughs> places. You know, he, he's on a yacht somewhere and we're watching football for 12 hours. Yeah. I,
3: I, I have no shame saying that. I'm I a... will. No I hold I I am holed up in my basement all day Saturday and I'm watching football. That's just not what kids do. I mean, maybe there are some prospects out there that will watch football. They might watch one big game a, a Saturday, but
2: yeah, he I feel he, like
3: Bryson Sanders watches football all Saturday. You know. Yeah, he, he seems like a film guy. Like he's probably re- Now his his father is a is his coach and So that probably helps that. But he does seem like a film junkie, like he's breaking down his film on Saturday morning while he, you know, eats his, you know, egg whites and his wheat toast and all that. Um, But yeah, I mean, maybe Dante just wants to see Zach Evans and Quinchon Judkins in action. Um, Maybe his buddy Jamonte Waller wants to come up. So he's like, yeah, I'll go with you. You know, I enjoy Oxford. Um, I think there's a lot of that, but I do think there's some interest. And, again, my opinion, this is not what Dante's told me, I do think there is legit interest, and he wants to see for himself in person and get a glimpse at this rushing attack that is – I haven't looked at the stats over the last couple weeks, but I do believe Ole Miss is at least in the top three rushing yards per game right now, in the SEC at least. Um, So, yeah, as a running back, that should definitely appeal to him. But, yeah, I mean, going back to your question about how he just blew up I was at the Under Armour Next Camp in, in February in Atlanta, and there were tons of national analysts, you know, scouts there, and you know everybody knew about him. They knew about his gaudy numbers, but they, hey, we want to see him. We want to see him run. We want to see if he can catch the football. Want to see how he moves. And I mean, he put on a show. Um, it was a terrible day for an outside event. I mean, it was cold. It was raining, um, but he was outstanding. And then word got around offer sheet blew up and here we are so um but yeah I, I all in all to just round out your question I think there is some legitimate interest deep down that he wants to see old Miss in person
2: you don't sound overly optimistic though
3: I, I mean again it's hard to get a read because I haven't talked to him in a while
2: and and for those listening it wasn't seems... for lack of trying by Zach this week
3: <laughs> yeah um Again, I, I think he, I mean, he's an honest kid. I he, Probably one of the better interviews that I've done in the last couple of years, very thorough. And, you know, he thinks about what he says before he says it very honest answers. And I think that this senior season means a lot to him and he wants to win a state championship. And I think that his focus is, is there first and foremost, but yeah, I mean, I'm not saying it's, out of the realm of possibility that, that Ole Miss can can pull off a flip. Um, at any rate, Ole Miss is doing all the right things. You know, running the football effectively. They're still recruiting him. I think there is that pull to be the next great running back from the state of Mississippi, and then also to play for the guy that he idolizes that plays on Sundays down the road here in Nashville. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see. Um, I don't really think success on the field really plays a role. For him, I, I don't know if, you know, what Oregon does this year matters or what Ole Miss does. I mean, very rarely does that happen. Now, talking out of both sides of my mouth here, it certainly seems to matter for for Christopher Johnson, another Ole Miss target from Florida who just came out and just said it point blank that Miami looks like the same old Miami. And that's concerning to him. So that's a good sign for Ole Miss. But, yeah, with Dowdle, I – Cautiously optimistic if you're an Ole Miss fan. You know, he is coming to town. Um, I think that that, you know, follow the visits is what we always say, Ben. So, if he's showing up, that means that there's some interest. Um, But, again, he is coming along with a friend who is being recruited by Ole Miss. But, at the end of the day, it would be silly not to acknowledge that there's some interest.
2: See, I don't know if I believe so much anymore in recruiting in 2022 that following the visits is the way to go. Because these days, that just hasn't proved to be all that accurate anymore because the whole recruiting landscape has been completely flipped on its ear. But if you look at the running back sure. targets for Ole Miss, Dante Dowdle is number 207, according to the industry generated on three consensus. The number 11 running back and number four prospect in Mississippi, Chris, for Jackson – Johnson, sorry. 341 nationally, 25 running back, 63 from Florida. Both are four stars. He's currently, as Christopher Johnson predicted, to Miami at a 95.8% recruiting prediction machine clip. While Dante Dowdle, Ole Miss had the RPM advantage at 56.3 over Oregon at 41, but Oregon got the commitment. Is it safe to say with Dante, it's Oregon or Ole Miss? I mean, Oregon has got his commitment, and they're obviously Mm -hmm. the leader. But if it's not Oregon, it's Ole Miss. Are there other schools? Are there other schools? Kind of. In this. I think it's a two-team
3: race. I think it's what we're gonna roll miss. Mm-hmm. I think he's either gonna stick with it and go play for Dan Lanning or the pull to play for Kiffin, stay in state. Cause look, I mean, all jokes aside, with you know, well, Lane Kiffin doesn't care about Mississippi. He's not recruiting local. I mean, look at their who is
2: saying that I'm not this is look not directed at their at commitment you. class. Yeah, I'm not saying this directed at you at all, but I've seen this. And I've heard this from other people I've talked to. David Johnson being <laughs> one of my franchise player, and have people I don't seen see the commitment list? criticism? I don't see people saying he's not recruiting Mississippi. I feel like that's something that we bring up as if it is a thing, but it's not amongst fans anymore. Am I wrong? I I think it has dissipated over the last couple of months.
3: But earlier in the cycle, you know, some, uh Santerian Perkins committed last November, number one player in the state top 100 prospect Nick Saban wants him and wants him bad terrible Pete Golding, yeah. he's
2: thirsty is... he's thirsty for <laughs> suntarian
3: um yeah Pete Golding has never stopped recruiting Perkins and you know I told people on the board months ago and I've said it over and over the whole I don't know where the narrative started that Lane Kiffin didn't care about Perkins commitment and he was just being lazy but suntarian has told me personally that Lane Kiffin has personally recruited him since last summer. Mm-hmm. So that whole thing, I mean, that's just Alabama. I'm sorry. Like people just need to just recognize it's Alabama and it's Nick Saban. When players want to go there, it sorry, tough shit. Like they're the best program in the country. He's the best coach ever in the history of the sport. It's hard when you're being recruited by someone like that to just, no, nah, no, nah, I'm just going to stick with, no, like you listen. It's exciting. It's a lot of cachet. Trophy cases, rings, all of that, built by Bama, all that stuff. But Ole Miss has done a fantastic job recruiting Suntarian Perkins. Lane Kiffin has been very, very involved there, and they've held on to him. I think they are going to hold on to him. But then, yeah, I mean, you add Aiden Williams, you get Jamarius Brown. I don't think enough people are talking about Jamarius Brown. I posted on the board, the dude had like a 60-yard touchdown run in a game last week. That's insane for someone that's 6'3", 270. Um but, yeah, I mean, they're, they're still recruiting inside the state of Mississippi. I don't think they're done in the state of Mississippi. They're going to continue to recruit others. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's a very – here's what I'll say for Ole Miss fans. If, if Ole Miss is making a concerted effort to recruit somebody in the state of Mississippi, that should tell you a lot because they're recruiting nationally. They're looking all over the place. I mean, they've got a commitment from a guy from Chattanooga, Tennessee. They've got a guy from Maryland. They've got Nashville. Their they've got Georgia. quarterback is from Utah. Yeah. I, I mean, Daniel Demery, who I think is extremely underrated from a very good program in Dallas, Texas. They got a tight end from North Carolina. I mean, they're all over the place. Linebacker from Georgia. So they're still recruiting nationally. They're still casting the net everywhere. But when they're recruiting, a guy, I mean, like Aiden Williams, like they have been on Aiden Williams for two years. Derek Nix has been on him for, you know, since he was in ninth grade. They wanted him bad and I know people get impatient with recruiting, but Aiden Williams just was laid back. I mean, he told me in February when I saw him at the Under Armour camp, he said, Derek Nix told him, Hey man, just just take your time, take your visits, have fun with it. We're always going to recruit you. You're always going to have a spot here. They're not pushing for commitments. They're not giving prospects ultimatums to, Hey, I need you to decide by this date or you don't have a spot. No, like they're, that's been the approach since Kiffin got to Oxford. It's very, Hey, we're going to recruit our ass off, but we're not going to push because that doesn't really work for some kids. So, um, yeah, I, the Mississippi thing, I think it's gone away now because of the success they've had recently. Um, but yeah, I mean, I still think they're going after Dante Dowdle. They're keeping tabs on Isaac Smith, um, who's having a phenomenal year for Itawamba agricultural, um, they still got a lot of dudes out there that they want, not just in Mississippi, but but yeah, I and and I wasn't trying to, you know, throw shade at people because I do get it. Like, hey, there's some talent in Mississippi. Why why isn't Ole miss getting these guys? Well, they're
2: starting to get them. But they are. They got Aid Williams, Sunterine Perkins or Centurion. Is it Sunterine or Centurion? Do we even he, know for sure? He told me Centurion. Centurion, it is. Centurion, it is. I've never talked to him. Uh, people call him Git. Git. Yeah. Okay.
3: Git, it is. I guess because he can run. So I guess you know, like, go on Git. Like, uh, I guess I don't know. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 I'm not calling him that because I don't know him that well. I'm just gonna call God, him by his government.
2: I don't I'm gonna know. call him by his
3: government name, but
2: but yeah. yeah, I'm gonna call him by his God-given, family, mama-given name. Centurion, it is. I want to do a new segment for Talk of Champions Recruiting because you might be wondering and thinking to yourself, I've been listening to Hashtag Not Committed with Zach and Grayson Weir for so long. What's going on with Hashtag Not Committed? Well, Grayson is off doing um, something else in his career, and he's no longer a part of Hashtag Not Committed. We love him. Hashtag Bless Up. But now Hashtag We respect not his com- decision. We, yeah, yeah. We respect his decision. So now Hashtag Not Committed is going to be more of a specialty show and Zach is going to do interviews with all kinds of different people in and around recruiting in general, specifically focused on, obviously, Ole Miss recruiting, but a lot of fun, interesting stuff. But it's more of a specialty show, and he'll have one this week. So in this edition, I guess the relaunch of Talk of Champions recruiting with Ben and Zach, I wanted to do a really dumb segment because this is what I do called (laughs) – I love Saved by the Bell. I'm sorry. Zach's recruiting attack. Oh, boy.
0: We're friends first, and nothing can ever come between us. Come I'm so excited! I'm so excited! we met some time ago, and we were so young.
2: Zach's recruiting attack—it's a very quick hitter update on a number of different hot-button Ole Miss recruiting topics. Let's start with Braxton Meyer. He decommitted from USC on September 7th. And when he did, it felt like a commitment to Ole Miss was imminent. It hasn't happened. Now he's visiting this weekend. Could Ole Miss get good news this weekend? Zach's recruiting the tag. He's another one that's interesting.
3: I I do think at this point, you know, most high school seasons are close to halfway done. Um, I think you're getting into the home stretch. A lot of teams are playing region games, district games, whatever you want to call them. Um, could be in a bit of a holding pattern with recruiting, um, where most guys are just going to want to play their senior season and then they'll make their decision after that is over, depending on if they're an early enrollee or not, you know, signing in December or they're going to sign in February. Um, I still think it's Ole Miss. I was told by several people, um, a couple people in California said that, Hey, we, we just think he's just wants to go to Ole Miss. Um, Again, Sam Carter done a phenomenal job. Randall Joyner, another guy that has Texas ties. They've been recruiting Braxton Myers for a long time. Um, Again, I don't know if anything is imminent, but my pick is still in um, for Ole Miss. And I think that, um, you know, I don't know if it's sooner rather than later or later rather than sooner, but um, I think Ole Miss is in the driver's seat and it could just be a matter of, hey, he's just going to play his senior season, worry about recruiting later. Isaac Smith. I was asked about him recently. What's going on? Well, I've, I've said it on the board a couple times. It really shifted when DJ Durkin took the defensive coordinator job at Texas A&M. Um, he was really tight with Durkin. Ole Miss was in a really good spot before Durkin left. After that, I think Isaac Smith kind of hit a bit of a reset, wanted to uh, reevaluate some things, and then – um I think it was more of, again, and, and this isn't, you know, a cop out or, you know, me trying to dodge the question. But again, I just think some of these guys, they're just wanting to play their high school senior uh, senior season where they just they they don't want to worry about recruiting. And they know that the offers are there and there's no pressure. Um, clearly, A&M is not pushing him. You know, hey, you've got to decide or you you don't have a spot. Um, But I also think he's wanting to play and then maybe see what else comes down the the pike. I mean, he's got offers from Georgia, Notre Dame, Tennessee, LSU, Florida, Oregon, Southern Cal, Arkansas, Michigan. I mean, the list is long. He's got a ton of really impressive offers. Vanderbilt made a push in the summer, took an official there. Oh, an (laughs) official.
1: Yeah, yeah. He
2: um, freaking Vanderbilt, man.
3: <laughs> hey, I mean, ma- maybe he values the academics. I, good for him if he does. That's
2: a hell of hey, an sure. degree. To That's get. great. That's great. Yeah. To go play at Stanford. Don't play it. Yeah,
3: very true. Yeah. If you got an offer from Stanford, go to Stanford. Yeah. There's um,
2: no. There's really no upside to playing at Vanderbilt. There just isn't. Outside, <laughs> I of, mean, he, I got a really good degree.
3: Yeah, I mean, maybe he's got aspirations of going into medicine. Um, you know, Vanderbilt's got a nice hospital here. Then by all means, um, yes, go to, yeah. to Vent. But um for the longest time I'd heard he he kind of wanted to go out of state. Um Notre Dame was on him heavy. I that was way, way back before Brian Kelly left. I don't know the situation with Marcus Freeman. I haven't heard much from Mike Singer, who's with on three's Notre Dame site, about their pursuit of Isaac Smith. I I think it's going to be Ole Miss or out of state if I'm I'm being bold here. I don't really know how big of a pull Mississippi State has. Um, he's taken a couple of unofficials. Um, also been to, to Oxford a couple of times. But, yeah, I, I think he took an official um, last week to AM. and m um, And I don't know. I mean, I think that he probably, and again, my opinion, haven't spoken with Isaac, but I think he would like to play at Ole Miss. And I I do think it's one of those senior evaluations where they want to see him play as a senior, see how he's developed, you know, with his game, his body, how his skill set matches up with what they like to do in the secondary. I mean, I think he's a phenomenal athlete. He does it all for for Itawamba. Plays running back, receiver, play some safety. They'll even move him down in the box. He'll play some, you know, outside linebacker type stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean they they've never stopped recruiting him. Um, I know the staff is, you know, I said that they're evaluating him. They're keeping tabs, all that to say, they're still recruiting him. And again, it's, they want to see him play as a senior, see how well, you know, that jump from junior to senior year, you know, how big of a jump did he make. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're, they're still recruiting him as the number three player in the state of Mississippi per the on three consensus, the number 12 safety in the country. Number so yeah, they're 84 they're just...
2: in the country overall.
3: Yeah. Overall. So So they're not just, they're not just going to dismiss him. You know, ah, we're, we're not recruiting him. No, like they're, they're still going to continue to recruit him. Um, so yeah, I, I think uh, getting him back on campus sometime this fall for a game, um, whether it's unofficial or an official capacity, but, um, yeah, I, 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 he's definitely somebody to, to, to keep a tab on, keep your eyes on him. And I, uh, when I'm posting these things about his Friday nights and his highlights, it's for a reason, um, So they're still evaluating and
2: recruiting him. When's the last time you thought about retirement? What about saving for your kid's college? In these crazy economic times, working with a professional is of the utmost importance. And that's where my friend Thomas Chandler comes in. Thomas is a financial planner with Capital Financial Group, and he wants to help you make the right decisions for your financial future. So give him a call today at 662-296-0186. At 662-296-0186. And tell them that Ben sent you for a no-cost consultation and get started toward financial independence today with Thomas Chandler of Capital Financial Group. Your OMAS baseball rebels are national champions. Yes, that really happened. Your eyes did not deceive you. And what better way to celebrate since we all spent way too much money getting to and back home from Omaha than with a new car.
0: Talk
2: of Champions is also brought to you in part by MyBookie. You know football, and you pick winners all the time, so why not get paid for them at MyBookie? Bet single game spreads, money lines, or parlay multiple together to increase your payouts. Low contest entry fees and over half a million to be won make it so you don't have to be a pro gambler to have fun. Getting started is easy. Just visit mybookie.ag, mybookie.ag, and use promo code TOC for Talk of Champions, T-O-C, on your first deposit to secure a double deposit bonus. That's promo code TOC for Talk of Champions, T O C to get your first deposit matched, dollar for dollar, all the way up to a thousand bucks. MyBookie is a proven sports book that makes it simple to bet and win. So make this your winning season, exclusively at MyBookie. That is wild. In the old days, Isaac Smith, a high school prospect, the caliber of Isaac Smith, is a slam dunk, no doubt take. And with the advent of the transfer portal and Old Miss's reliance, they've made themselves the transfer destination for prospects that are maybe looking for a change of scenery from other comparable Power Five programs. And now Isaac Smith, who's really good, Old Miss is having to evaluate. Does he bring more value? Because it's a year-to-year thing now. It, it always was, but now it's really a year-to-year thing as far as roster construction. So does he help you more next year than because he's a safety, then Aishim Young was a Big 12 co freshman defensive player of the year? Let's play a round of buy or sell. <music> Buy or sell. Let's start with over/under two and a half commitments for Ole Miss after the weekend, whenever that is. It could be. Let's let's put like a week on it. So this time next week, Ole Miss will have over/under two and a half more commitments. Buy or sell over two and a half? Yes.
3: Uh, I would sell that. How
2: about this one and a half? oh okay that was a better
3: line i would still sell i mean maybe they add one could be one out of nowhere that i'm not expecting or not hearing about which could very possibly happen um but yeah i'd still sell like again they're not pushing really hard i think you know rightfully so most of their focus is on sec play and beating kentucky and, and you know staying the course on Repeating another 10 win regular season, that's certainly something that I think Lane Kiffin, we want to do. I would sell just because I, I think they might add one, but two, I, I'd you know gladly be wrong because that's good for business to add more commitments. But yeah, I would still sell
2: buy or sell Demond Demis, former consensus on three consensus five star wide receiver, sitting out this year to deal with a legal situation. I don't want to touch that. If you want to, you can buy or sell almost landing Demond Demis.
3: Um yeah, I'm not going to touch it on this show. It's on the board. You can read about it or you can just Google it. Um it's out there. Um man, I it, it cautiously buying. I there is mutual interest but a lot of hurdles that need to be cleared literally and figuratively for uh for him to to be a factor but look, he's you make all the jokes you want about social media and, you know, following what people say on social media. Look, what people say on social media more times than not is true. Um, Or it's at least they're going out of their way to post it for a reason. Um, He has not shied away at all about his interest in Ole Miss, whether it was Twitter, Instagram. Um, He's good buddies with Zach Evans. I would venture to guess that Zach Evans has talked to DeMond and said, Hey man, this place is fun. I like playing here. The coaches are great. Town's awesome. You know, the food here is, is, is top notch, you know, whatever. Like I'm, I'm sure those conversations have occurred. So I do think that there is some interest. I think um, if you ask Zach Evans, if he, you know, regrets not going to Ole Miss initially, he would probably say that's true because I do think he did want to go to Ole Miss. Um, And then Damon Demas also chose A&M, didn't work out. He wants to leave, fresh start, all that stuff. No better place to do it than, you know, Ole Miss, where, you know, transfer to the SIP. You know, what's the what's the other thing that um the other sweatshirt that that Kiffin wears? What is it, like ball out or transfer or whatever? Um I mean, it's it's the brand now. It's it's the, they're a destination spot now for for guys that want to go and you know hit the reset button and go somewhere and, and show out. Um, so I, I think that that I'm buying that. But again, a lot of moving parts has to get on the straight and narrow and all those cliches. But I do think there's some interest there.
2: Buy or sell? Ole Miss makes a real move for Dante Doudle this weekend. I'd buy that.
3: I think that, as everything we've said already on this show, there is legit interest. I think he likes the idea of playing inside the state of Mississippi and staying home. And I do think that um, Ole Miss is going to run the football effectively this weekend um, with Zach Evans, Quinshawn Judkins, whoever it might be. Maybe Kentrell Bullock pops up here and there. But I I think they're going to make a move just because it's going to be hard for him not to see it on the field, you know, right there in front of his eyes that, Hey, this, they run the football here and that's what, what I like to do. So cool. It's not as far away as Oregon. So might, uh, might rethink some things, but yeah, I think they're going to make a move for sure. Whether it's a, whether it's a real visit for him or it's for his teammates or his friends. I mean, just, it's hard for him to, to show up and see it in person and to not be affected.
2: I think considering the usage of the first four games, it's a safe bet that we're not going to see a lot of control Bullock this weekend. I don't know what the deal is. He had a good preseason. I think basically, if you, if you really ask me, all right, Ben, you have to answer, why is control Bullock not playing? I would just point to Zach Evans and John Jokins.
3: Yeah, I, there's no no doubting his talent or his yeah. ability. I mean, Lane Kiffin, that was, that was, I believe, the second commit he went to see. He went to see Jakevee and Brown first when he was hired. And then he went to see Kentrell Bullock. So the, there is no like, well, we don't think he can get it done. Or, you know, well, Kentrell Bullock just forgot how to play football. Like, no, there's just other guys that are ahead of him that are just mm-hmm. playing really well. And maybe they're, hey, just take a red shirt and just wait. Don't waste a year planning garbage time. Maybe that's the case. I don't know. I, I threw him in there because Ulysses Bentley is obviously out for a couple more weeks. um, So he will not be playing. Um, So maybe they put him in to to spell Evans and Judkins and keep them fresh. I'm not sure. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I'm buying Dowdle, you
2: know, seeing the product and the eyes widening a little bit. Also, Zach Evans is going to be limited probably. I would say uh, Quinshawn is, is a pretty good candidate to not necessarily get his first career start. He might. But certainly lead yeah. Ole and carries because Zach Evans got banged up against Tulsa. You need Zach Evans healthy, but Quinshon Judkins, fortunately, Alabama and Auburn they dropped the ball with him, and Ole Miss was all over him from the get go, and they landed him, and uh, now they have a lead back for at least three years. That's the hope, at least anyway. Look, but if you're if I you're told- looking at Ole Miss's pursuit of Dante Dowdle, what I was getting at is like Zach Evans, assuming he comes back and he's healthy and all that kind of stuff, and and we expect that there's no like long term concern. But if he comes back and he does what he had been doing. Um, against SEC play, well, he's going pro at the end of the year. And then Kentrell Bullock, he is now a question mark because you have to think about that with the advent of the transfer portal, right? Like Luke Altmyer, there's a plan. Lane Kiffin said there's a plan with Luke Altmyer now that Jackson Dart is the official starter. We all knew he was going to be the starter. But now that he's officially the starter, there's a, quote, plan for Luke Altmyer and his family. And that tells me that we're not going to waste his medical red shirt. Uh, not medical, I'm sorry. We're not going to waste his four-game red shirt. And I, he's already played in three games. And that was pointed uh-huh. out to me. He played one snap against Georgia Tech. So if he plays in four games. That's all you get if you want to preserve a red shirt. And they're going to do the best they can to ensure that Luke gets that if he does decide at the end of the year he wants to leave. Um, of course, that could change if something catastrophic happened or if Jackson Dart just drops the ball. I mean, there are things that could happen that could change that. But the current plan is Luke Altmaier is not going to exhaust his uh, four-game red shirt. All right, so knowing that, Dante Daddle then becomes that much more important, right? If Zach Evans is gone, well, now you're down to Quinshawn Jutkins and Ulysses Bentley. Who knows what happens with Ulysses Bentley? I mean, I think he's back again next year, but there's no guarantee yeah. there. There's no guarantee at all outside of you know Quinshawn will probably be the guy leading the room next year who comes after him, and that's where Dante Daddle and his importance as a recruit comes into play. Yeah, absolutely.
3: It's, it's As an Ole Miss fan, you want Zach Evans to be one and done because that means he had a phenomenal year, a A lot of NFL draft buzz. Mm -hmm. You want him to be a
2: one-stop transfer, go get paid.
3: Um, Also, what
2: that does for Lane Kiffin and staff recruiting those kind of players to say, hey, proof is here. I mean, you come and maybe uh, Zach Evans was good at TCU, but he wasn't Zach Evans yet, right? It's not like he's been Zach Evans yet. This is the former number one overall running back in 2020, a five-star former prospect. So he went into college thinking he's about to set the world on fire. I'm the next Adrian Peterson, and it just hasn't played out that way. Maybe it's because of usage or a number of different factors. A lot of things happen. I mean, you got to deal with a lot of things. So he comes to Ole Miss, and he's already off to such a fast start that, yes, you you want that as an Ole Miss fan for, as far as productivity on the field and winning games, which is the most important thing, but also selling it to future prospects like Zach Evans. Because if you're Ole Miss mm-hmm. and, you, and you fashion yourself – the preeminent destination to transfer to. Because high school kids are always going to favor, the the best ones are always going to favor to start Alabama and Georgia. But not every one of those players can go in and play immediately. Or if they do, maybe not the role that they wanted, the feature role that they wanted. So Ole Miss can give you that. Well, the proof has to be in the pudding. And Zach Evans goes out and does his thing and goes pro, and he's drafted in the top two rounds. Now you have even more evidence of, yeah, come to the SIP, or whatever they say, transfer to the SIP. Look, I, I I posted the tweet on Saturday.
3: I told people during his recruitment, when you saw Lane Kiffin inside Legion Field, the gray lady, by he's himself. Tired, just by himself? When it was like 30 degrees and there was like spitting rain. Looking and he's miserable, just, too. But, I mean, he drove over there to see Quinshawn Junkins. I was like, that is all you need to know. Don't worry about the three-star ranking. Don't worry about what, you know, well, he didn't go to Alabama or Auburn. He's from Alabama. It doesn't matter. When Lane Kiffin goes and watches you play by himself, that should tell you all you need to know. And we're, we're seeing it now because, I mean, the guy's on pace to be the SEC freshman of the year, in my opinion.
2: Buy or sell, this is finally the time. Finally that Braxton Uh-oh. Myers commits to Ole Miss. We've been waiting so long for the flip. It finally happens. Yeah, I, I'm buying that. Said it earlier.
3: I don't know when it's going to be. But, uh-huh, yeah, it, it's – yeah, I, I don't know. Um, it, it could happen right now while we're recording this. But, um, but yeah, I'm buying that. Again, Sam Carter, um, a Texas guy, played college football in Texas, Randall Joyner. Same thing. Texas guy played in Texas. They they were recruiting that state. Look, the Longhorns and the Aggies and the Horn Frogs. They can't get them all. And I don't know the the current statistics, but I mean,
2: no Red Raiders in there. No, no. Oh yeah. How, how dare
3: yeah. I? Yeah, tortillas galore. Um, yeah, they they can't get them all. And you know, Braxton Myers is a guy that clearly had no qualms with going out of state because he was planning on going to play college football in Los Angeles. Um, but yeah, all signs point to Ole Miss as of right now. I, the last time I spoke with the folks over at we RSC, they said the same thing. Um, there was too much smoke going, um, to, to not admit it. But now that he is decommitted, um, I expect Ole Miss to add him eventually. And, um, again, I mean, the theme continues with big bodied athletic dudes that can run that they want to have at corner. I mean, you see it with Davis and Nick Binosin. DeAndre Prince, Miles Battle, um, the way the game is evolving, the the influx of offenses spreading the field, stretching the field vertically. You gotta have guys that are 6'1, 6'2, 180, 190 pounds that can that can help combat that. And Braxton Myers does that. So um yeah, I'm buying that for sure.
2: What's up with Malachi Coleman?
3: Oh, man. Um, <laughs> I mean, I think all signs were pointing to, to just going down the road and playing at Lincoln, um, at Memorial stadium and playing for Scott Frost. And obviously that is no longer the case. Um, look, I mean, he's, he's a guy that I think is, is going to take a look at his options and kind of sit back and, you know, all right guys, you know, phone lines are open. Let's, let's see what you got. Um, he was originally slated to come in this weekend. Um, I did speak with someone. They said he is not coming for this game. So I read that as he's coming down the road. He's not coming this weekend. Um, Maybe they want to get him in for a night game. Um, So his travel will be easier. Maybe they're wanting to time it up to where his high school team has a bye week to where he could come in for a full weekend and not just a, you know, Saturday and then leave Sunday afternoon. Um, Yeah. I I don't know who Nebraska is going to hire. I don't know if it'll matter. Um, I, I think that he's, He's listening to everybody at this point, but, I mean, I've talked about him on last Friday night a couple times. The dude's an absolute freak. Um, I know John David Baker is recruiting him, but they are not j- just recruiting him as a tight end. Um, he is a guy that has a skill set, um, I think, similar to Michael Trigg, um, where now Michael Trigg is tied in by trade, by definition. But, you know, they, they've said that, you know, hey, you can come be the next – big time pass catcher at, at Ole Miss, whether that's wide receiver or tight end. Um look, you you see it on Sundays with with AJ Brown, DK Metcalf, um, guys that have come to Ole Miss, big physical guys. Malachi Coleman is that. Um he he's he's got an interesting skill set. His game is is very intriguing. I mean he's enormous, but he runs like a – I guess the don't no, say a deer. Don't say a deer. I'll say that's that's what you want to say. But I mean, I mean, he had a 95 yard kickoff return last week in his Friday night game. Nobody was within 30 yards of him. Um, so he's long, he, you know, long strider, but a guy that's it's just effortless to see him get up and down the field. Um, but he's a very physical in one on one situations, but also just all the stuff that that you want to see. High points the football, uses his hands, which is big. Um, they're going to continue to recruit him at the RPM is heavy on Nebraska just because he's, he's been over there a couple of times and um, they were kind of the odds on favorite. I don't really think that's the case anymore. I think that he's going to continue to, you know, like I said, he's going to, to listen to what people have to say in their pitch. He, he's got offers from, from just about everybody, Georgia, Oklahoma, Penn state, Southern Cal. Again, I think that they're very much in the mix. I I wouldn't say they're the leader, but yeah, I mean, they're, they're, it's, it was all Nebraska forever. I mean, he had a couple RPM predictions um, from just about everybody. They're going to get an official visit on the books at some point. It's just not going to be this weekend. Again, it could be logistics. Could be trying to get his schedule lined up with what they want to do. But yeah, top 100 prospect, the number two athlete in the country. Um, Six five one ninety. I mean, if you're drawing up a receiver, he's 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 what you he's what you make on your uh, NCAA football.
2: That's what I was about to say. God, man, see, we're too simpatico with this stuff. If you want to cheat, as you prepare yourself and wait, we still got a long time for the next college football game to come out next year. If you want to cheat on how to knock out recruiting, just crush it. Just recruit athletes. They always like. So there's always like three or four that get offered by no one Uh, after that first week when you're sending out all the offers. Put them on your recruiting board. Get them interested in your school. I'm I'm assuming it's Ole Miss. And then offer them or offer them out of the gate and get a big lead for them. Always recruit the athletes and put them at different spots. It's the cheat. Yeah. Yeah. You'll always end up the number one team in recruiting, and you'll always land studs. Recruit athletes in NCAA football 14 (laughs) if you're still playing it at 36 like Ben is. Look, like I, I said it earlier
3: in the show, you know, in the fall, I I I hunker down in the basement. I got a fridge down here, I got my, my, my zero gravity chair, I got my couch, got all the screens. But look, I already I already told my wife I pre-ordered the new Tiger Woods and whenever this NCAA football comes out,
2: Same. probably gonna be in the basement a lot more. Just, Same. just throwing it out there. I just really hope that it's not like madden okay, we're getting too far in the week with this. <laughs> That's for another day, for another yeah. edition of Talk of Champions Recruiting. If you wanted to know, if you're curious, Ole Miss is number 25 in the most recent on three top 25 team recruiting rankings, but they're number 19 in average star rating. So that's, to me, the biggest – That's what me. you look at. That's what you look at. And Ole Miss is never going to sign huge high school classes. Now, I think they're going to sign a full class this year, but they're not going to be oversigning or, or, or trying to get players in that way. When, when they really do their work now, it's – in the transfer portal. But Ole Miss, this recruiting cycle, as far as high school players are concerned, it's a different level than we've seen, quite frankly. I mean, they've done really well, but what they're doing now, I mean, they're picking and choosing four-star guys, five-star guys. And uh, so far it's working because when you look at what they've got, 11 commitments, eight of them, eight of their 11 are five-stars. Now let's look at the top 25 in in the team recruiting rankings. Obviously, Alabama's number one, it always is. They've got 23 commitments. Georgia's got 20. Ohio State's got 20. Texas has 22. And Notre Dame has 22. That's the top five. Ole Miss is number 25, and they have 11. 11. Stanford, as a point of reference, has 13. Stanford. Ole Miss's strategy is different. And the fact that they're number 19 in average star rating says that they're recruiting at every bit the level – of their sec counterparts like for example lsu who has 22 commitments but an average star rating of 91.6 and Ole miss's average star rating is 89.55 essentially the same but Ole miss's class is smaller compared to lsu which is number five in the number six in the country 22 total commitments double what Ole miss has right now so remember that when you're trying to factor in how Ole miss is doing in recruiting as long as that average star rating and the quality of player that they're committing out of high school is high They're doing work, and they're doing work right now because you know that they're about to go crush the portal. That's just that's what their strategy is. So keep that in mind as you're moving forward, and we'll talk about it more in this new relaunched edition of Talk of Champions Recruiting. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit Ben on Twitter. He's Zach Zach Evans. Look at me, (laughs) my love affair with Zach Evans. Same body, same athletic ability. Oh no, you're running a 5K. You said a 5K? No, a marathon. A marathon. Okay, all right. (laughs) <laughs> Hold on, man. I run every day because I, I'm fat ginger idiot, so I have to get on the treadmill. I run a mile, and I feel like I really accomplished something. And I'm talking about, when I say run a mile, eight and a half minutes at best. <laughs> and I feel like I've done work for the day. A marathon, I'm sorry. And you can't say not to brag and then say, but, you know, I, I ran this morning. I'm running a marathon. You, you wanted people yeah. to know. The, only, the only problem I have with it, though, there is no reward at the end of the rainbow. You know what I mean? At the end of the journey, there's not a big, huge celebration party to say, hey, Ben, you did it. Now your life is going <laughs> to change. It's going to be great from this point forward. You're never going to think, God, I look like the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man from Ghostbusters. You just get to a certain way and go, oh, okay, well, that's done. Well, hey, go go
3: run your 5K. They they got a finish line. You'll get a medal. and You'll have a party after it. Hey, start small, man. Half marathons are like, that's my sweet spot because it's 13.1. It's not going to just completely kill you and you can like still have a normal day afterwards. Like I'm preparing for like after this, I'm sure we'll go have some beers, some, you know, some food afterwards. But like the next day is just going to be, I'm just going to be dead.
2: There is no reward at the end of the rainbow. What is it? You get to the finish line of the Chicago Marathon. You're like, holy cow, I just ran the Chicago Marathon. That is an objectively cool thing to do. A great accomplishment. But it's not like, there's going to be headlines in the New York Times the next day. It's that community episode where Abed gets to the end of his Christmas journey and he opens up his package, you know, and it's it's the first season of Lost on DVD. It's lack like of payoff. Uh,
3: I tell people all the time. I, I go to the gym so I can eat Taco Bell. That's what <laughs> I do
2: because I love Taco Bell. Well, here's the um, thing, though. Here's the thing. On Weight Watchers, cheat for you guys. You can get four Doritos Locos Tacos for dinner. We all like fast food, but you know you got to cut it out. Weight Watchers. My dad lost fifty pounds eating every night four Doritos Locos Tacos. That's the dream.
3: No, there's some legit healthy options at Taco Bell, like a grilled chicken soft taco is perfectly fine. Or four
2: uh, Dorito Locos Tacos.
3: <laughs> yeah. Well, now that the Mexican pizza is back, all bets are off. I'm just oh, I'm God. never gonna quit Taco Bell.
2: If you had to pick for your drunk food, chicken on a stick or Taco Bell. Oh, it's Taco Bell.
3: Boom. The lines at Chicken on Stick. I just can't do it. So I'm just going to go to Taco Bell. Tried and true. I love Chicken on Stick. Phenomenal. But I'm going TB.
0: Thanks, man. We'll do it
2: again.
3: Absolutely. See you, buddy.